Well, hello, everybody. I'm here with Coach uh, Shaken Blake and Coach Russ Zach of the Montpelier Peepers and the Fremont Mighty Tarzans. How you guys doing? Doing well. We're in the championship. How could we not be? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's been a good ride. Yeah. Uh, Blake, uh, are, are all your players' uh, arms all red from getting hit so much? Or <laughs> what's, yeah. Seriously, yeah. We've been drawing fouls like crazy these last few games. Um, yeah. Even going into the, even going into the regular season. Um, I don't know what's up with it, but I guess we'll we'll keep drawing if they keep throwing. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? I think it's a skill. So, <laughs> I think it's a skill. It's uh, it, I I don't know if you can predict it always, but um, but I think if your team draws a lot of fouls, that's a that's a nice skill to have. So yeah, it's a lot of well, we we have them do some um, um impromptu classes over the over the off season, and I think it's uh, the flopping's really helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bring in some NBA talent there to like tell them how to throw their head back and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, welcome to the championship, guys. Um, it's an honor to have both of you guys on this call. I just thought, you know, we'd we'd talk a little bit about your guys' runs, um, what it's meant to you guys, and uh then talk about the big game coming up tomorrow. So uh we'll start with you, Russ. Um, last year you guys won it. You guys were undefeated, like you ran through the PNTT like uh like a knife through butter, you know, um, mm-hmm. through hot butter. And then, uh, you know, you were, you were doing great until, uh, until that last game in the NTT there, uh, that was a little bit of a, a bummer for you guys, but how do you regroup your team after a loss like that? And, uh, I mean, obviously you lose a guy like Moises Gary, but how do you regroup your team from a loss like that? Where it's like, everyone expected you guys to, if not win, like be right there and, um, to lay the egg on that stage and then come back and just um, be really solid again. Well, getting a breaking a couple ties really helped in the next yeah. recruiting class. Um, but uh, yeah, didn't see that one coming. Not not that I was surprised that we lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I figured it was kind of a 50 50 proposition. They were also undefeated and incredibly yeah. good, obviously. Um, but yeah, didn't see us getting absolutely run out of the gym like that um but yeah adding a couple of decent freshmen on the bench helps and uh getting most of our guys back um certainly makes a big difference so i think they were just ready to roll again as usual our biggest fear up until this point was um the mighty bing bongs of ann arbor um but we got them on the one that mattered after they killed us in the um one of those first six games. So made a little lineup change and it helped, I think. Nice. Yeah. And that's been one of the most fun rivalries to like watch over the years. Cause it's like, Ann Arbor comes in and they're just like, they're, I mean, they're killing everybody. And then they go up against you and do they, uh, yeah, they, they lost to you last year. Uh, did they lose to you the year before or? Yeah. And then they beat us this year, but yeah. then we got to play them again. And uh, what changed in that second matchup for you guys? 
Um, I did have a different lineup slightly. Um, okay. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or, if, you know, we just happened to play better and they happened to play worse. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of bigs that are just ridiculously good. Yeah. But we were able to hold those guys in check and. Yeah. So um, you moved Wyatt to Barris into the starting lineup for that game? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Seems um, to work out okay. <laughs> yeah. We needed that size at the three, I think, to, to deal with his two big monsters. Yeah. So normally, um, you know, you get you get teams and like a team like Fremont, you guys, like we were talking about earlier, you guys have been just drawing a ton of fouls. And I mean, you're doing great. You're winning a lot of games. You're getting to the line a lot. And normally, you know, you're like, okay, I get the starters out. I'm pretty good. But you're going up against Montpelier, who's like probably the deepest team in in, in League 31. Like, mm-hmm. is, do you feel like that's um, – you don't have the advantages you used to? I mean, obviously their starters are better than their bench, but yeah. I mean, they go 10 deep. Exactly. I mean, their recruiting classes are extremely uh, very well done. Um, he has recruited well over the last four seasons, and um, I imagine so, sometimes it's almost hard to figure out who you're going to start <laughs> um, <laughs> when you've got uh, so much talent around. Um, but yeah, we've won a lot of matchups, drawing a lot of fouls, um, and... Yeah. It's going to be a lot tougher when you've got um, talented bench players. Yeah. Um, Blake, another question for you. You know, you guys lose, like, a really great class. Um, well, I mean, it's mainly Joseph Amber. Joseph Amber, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you can't really replace a guy like that, you know. Um, but you broke a 2-2 on Roger Carrera. Is that right, 2-2? Um, or... Oh, he was clearly... It was a clear lead, but in Roger, Roger Herrera, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't, ex- you could, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better season from him so far. You know, shooting uh, four, nineteen points per game on uh, on fifty three point seven percent true shooting can pass. Um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, he's been playing great. Um, and Cameron Middleton's stepped up this year, and so is. Yes. Uh, Ethan Thomas a little bit too, but I mean, Cameron Middleton shooting like 64.3% true shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you tell these guys? You know, it's like, okay, um, Amber's walking out and this team's going to have to change because mm-hmm. so much of our ecosystem has been built around him and he's, he's running the show. How do you, how do you prepare your team um, for, for a new season without a guy like that? And yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Amber was four year starter and two times league player of the year, so like definitely a big loss. And there is no way to completely replace yeah. uh, a talent level of that caliber. Um, but told the guys we're gonna have to rely on kind of the um, rely on all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Middleton's been definitely helpful to fill in a lot of the point gap. Um, he's been shooting out of his world to start this. Um, start the season um Herrera's filled in um the uh, small forward spot very well um clearly had some points and some passing to go along with it which has definitely helped Middleton out and uh Ethan Thomas is finally kind of taking a step forward that I've kind of been waiting for um he's um been 
he's shown flashes in the past um, with some good shooting and then packed up next game, he'll do some terrible shooting. Um, So um, it seems like he's finally kind of hit a little bit of a stride here for senior year, which is really good to see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's just nice. I mean, when someone steps like that up like that. Um, Okay. Russ, I have another question for you. So, in the game versus Charlotte, um, Wilkerson got in a little bit of foul trouble and Javier Garrett had to step up. But really, the guy that stepped up in that game um, was uh, Garavalinga. Is that how you pronounce Garavalia? I'm guessing Garavalia, but I don't know. Garavalia. <laughs> I mean, and he went 13 for 18 in that game. And he was just, I mean, I didn't watch the play-by-play or anything like that. But looking at the box score, to see him step up when Wilkerson only gets 17 minutes, like that's that's big time right there. Like what, um, I mean, this guy, it's, he's a first-year starter, you know, replacing uh, James. What, take me through that game and, you know, this season, how he's just really stepped up coming into the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, he's a freshman. Um, definitely was recruited for his scoring, and mm-hmm. he's definitely doing that. So we're hoping yeah. he's as good a shooter as he seems to be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a little bit different because Moises Gary was our two last year, and he was a reliable, consistent scorer, but he wasn't a like a high-efficiency guy. He was – but he was definitely a glue guy. He could pass. He could defend. He could. Um, we definitely miss him because he could do everything. Yeah. So I don't know what to do with that. What is his name? Middleton. Yeah. Two. Yeah. You, you really don't know where he's going to put him. He could put him anywhere. Maybe I know. He's right. In at center this year. This game. Right. Or thirty-five anywhere. <laughs> I, I would have. I wouldn't mind if you put him at center, though. You can try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, surprisingly, I have read, surprisingly, I have read a script with him at center before. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Just to throw something against the wall and see what happens. I mean, I love the it. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's uh, what a scorer that guy is. Um, and then you got two more in your starting lineup that can obviously really score. So uh, it's going to be a challenge and. I, awesome. I like it when the other team has a really good scoring point guard. Yeah. Because usually we can slow that guy down, but man, Middleton scares me. Yeah. So um, you actually have, you actually benched Garvalia for your game against Rochester. Was that a discipline reason or like, <laughs> was it just like, I beat Jimmy by 40 every time. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope Jimmy watches this um, or listens to this. I no, it wasn't. I I've got two lineups basically, and yeah. I can't figure out which one I like better. And um, I think I almost paid for that lineup decision <laughs> against Jimmy because um, that one went to OT. That poor guy yeah. lost three OT games in a row. I think. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. Like my lineup was so set last year, I never really messed with it. Um, but this year I feel like I've got two lineups that I don't know which one's better and I don't necessarily know which one to use in each matchup. So hmm. I still haven't decided who the starting five will be tomorrow. Well, that, that's always, that's, that's always a good sign right before a big game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Middleton so, guy scares me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Middleton's Middleton's a stud. Uh, 
And uh, I mean, yeah, those players don't come around very often, but he's, he's a special, he's a special type of guy. So I'm interested to see how it goes. And um, yeah. What do you think Russ? Uh, let me ask you this. Like, what do you think, what do you think the key to victory is for you guys tomorrow? Like, so my purely there will win tomorrow if finish the sentence. We keep Middleton somewhat human. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. scares me. I guess. Can I give two answers? Yeah, yeah. The other one might be. I know you've been great at getting other teams into foul trouble, but getting you guys into foul trouble looks like it could be advantageous for us. So, um, don't know if it'll happen, but that would help. Yeah, yeah. And how about you, Blake? What do you think? Uh, Fremont will win if. Yeah, I would have to say we're definitely gonna have to rely on um, some consistent scoring. Um, I'd hope. We can maybe get in some, uh, hopefully, get it, get some foul, uh, foul trouble on maybe Ethan James or Doran if Doran comes in. Um, but beyond that, we'll um, definitely have to try to stay out of foul trouble because our bench is not as deep. We've got some decent players that can definitely hold up if one of them has to come in or something like that. Because, um, like Devin, uh, Devin is a Turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Turner. He came in for uh Roberts um versus um uh Des Moines and got seven blocks, which was very helpful. I was very surprised <laughs> to um have him come off the bench and perform was helpful. Um there's some talent there, but they're definitely not starter worthy. So hopefully staying out of the foul trouble will definitely help. Yeah. So this is the 16th PNTT, and we have never had a repeat champion. What would it mean to you, Russ, to be the first ever repeat? Well, I mean, back-to-back -back is what I mean by repeat champion. There are have been teams that have won it uh, twice. Uh, that, so, uh, But what would it mean to you to be the first back-to-back -back champion in the uh, PNTT? Oh, it definitely mean a lot. Um... I feel like anybody can get hot once um, in the right season, but it would be really fun to do it back-to-back -back seasons. Um, and you get to keep the trophies, so that's the exactly. Thing. I don't have to go to the post office or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been Save fun. Save that money for the life. NIL deals with your players. You know? <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about what the boosters have been doing, but um <laughs> you've been recruiting pretty well so I, I think we all have a pretty good idea of what you're doing <laughs> yeah i've been pretty happy with uh um signing day lately last few seasons that's for sure a lot of luck there too so can't complain but yeah it'd be nice to keep it around my wife even lets me keep it in the living room wow. which shocked me wow i came home from work and it was sitting there and she's never moved it. So, yeah. I mean, it looks so good. How can you not? Right. Right. I mean, who doesn't want to be married to a winner, right? Uh, <laughs> prestigious honor. That's right. That's my, that's my husband's fake basketball team trophy. You know, yeah. <laughs> where is he that, play? on his phone? The, the, uh, the NTT doesn't even have one. It's only yeah. the NTT yeah. that has a, has a uh, championship trophy. So. And that, that's why we say it's more prestigious. Oh, I mean, for sure. But it's pretty obvious. I mean, 
Um, and Blake, what, what about you? What would, what would it mean for your first ever PNTT title? Um, yeah. What would that mean to you as a coach, as a program? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would, it would mean a lot. Um, be nice. Um, it'd be a nice morale boost for the, uh, for these guys. Um, we'd have to still give, um, just kind of that morale boost, um, because of losing Amber that these guys are, um, can win and they can win as a team, um, and can still do great things, even though, um, uh, Amber is gone. They can, yeah. uh, this team is very capable of making some noise. And has Amber called the team during this run at all? Like talk to them. I mean, he's good friends with a lot of these guys. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's stayed, he's stopped in on a couple of occasions. Um, he's busy. Uh, yeah, sim NBA. I'm yeah. imagining. NBA, but, yeah, yeah, but he's uh, he's came in and ch- chatted. He's talks to Middleton a lot. Um, yeah, trying to give him some more pointers on how to keep throwing down. So apparently, it's working. <laughs> and you know, it's like they may never get they they'll never get to host that PNTT title trophy. But if you were to win. Um, tomorrow when you guys play you know this that trophy will be built on the backs of guys like Amber and guys guys like William Verable, Brandon Freeman I mean those guys laid the foundation for what has become an incredible program that you're building there in Freeman so well, for sure um, yeah. we'll definitely we'll definitely be giving props to Amber and that squad um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of building us from the bottom and giving us some win capability so that we can uh draw some more recruits in um, yeah. it's always it's always nice when you can switch just away. trying to be like russ you know like pulling <laughs> those passes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> cool oh and then last question for you blake what where would you put the trophy if you were to uh win it mm, probably have to uh probably be front and uh, probably like right up on my uh dresser or whatever um my uh i'm getting married here in uh january so i gotta have all those uh put all those things uh make sure the trophy's up for as long as i can before uh, a wife (laughs) comes in and tells me where to put things (laughs) how how does she you gotta win a couple in a row you gotta win a couple in a row so you can like have it at the head table at the wedding Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. That'd be cool. You know, it's kind of like the Stanley Cup where it's like you get to bring it to your wedding and, you know, stuff like that. You but know, if I do, if it is in the wedding, I can uh, have uh, Coach McVicker. He can, uh, I'll have him carry it around for me and uh, so that he can uh, he can point out and be like, yeah, this is, this is the guy getting married. <laughs> He's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> we would need video of that if that happens we that, would that'd be awesome what, what's the wedding date uh january 8th so i'm still waiting on that invite so uh <laughs> um and uh how, how does uh how does she feel about being like a coach's wife she, she actually doesn't she actually has questions on it which is i appreciate i uh i often call her uh 
whenever I play Michael, I always text uh, I always text him like, oh, just have my team chaplain pray for my win. <laughs> and he's just like, you I know, hate you so much. <laughs> it takes it takes a special woman to be a coach's wife. And I mean that with all sincerity, because we're all a little crazy here. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, not not everyone can do it. Not everyone can do it, but uh, I know my wife is the best, and uh, she, yeah, she puts up with a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I have to say, my wife's awesome too, but she is not nearly as supportive of the uh, of the coaching life. <laughs> Can't believe how into it I am. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, you know, and not not everyone can do it. <laughs> That's right. Great. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for talking it up with me. Um, you guys have a great day and uh, good luck tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow, coach. You too.